Okay, folks, welcome back to the second instalment of this week's Fancy Football Surgery podcast. Now, we split the pod in two, and uh, in the previous instalment, we talked about all the double game week fixtures. If you're a bit confused, go back to that pod, and we'll, that's where we speak about Crystal Palace, Man United, and Middlesbrough. But we do have five remaining fixtures to talk about, and we're going to go through them now, still with our guest, Alex, um, Alex Waterbaby, and with the Iceman as well, and me, Bully. So, chaps, picking up where we left off. First of all, we've got an enticing tie. Hull City versus Watford. Um, Iceman, I'm going to let you feast on this fixture, oh, this double game. Yeah. Who are you bringing in in this one? Before we get started, can we just clarify that my surname is not Water Baby? <laughs> <laughs> your introduction made it sound like You're that. You're going to have to explain your, your Twitter handle then, really. What's that all oh, about? It's really, it's really boring. It was back to when I was about 17, 18, and I was a sailing instructor. Oh, and nice. my my surname is really common, so I just came up with a silly email address, and it's kind of stuck since then. Well, I um, have no one for Watford and Hull, Pete. I, I don't see any options whatsoever. Maybe Niang going forward if you're looking for a, uh, a double game week player for the uh, 37. I, I can't, I'll be honest, I can't really offer anyone from this fixture specifically to pick for this week. I think when they become double game week options and are certainly I think Niang is a nice shout for that as a cheap option but Alex is there anyone in this one you can you can offer yeah the only the only one will be uh, Jakubovic that we talked about with the, as a Sunderland rotation that, uh, yeah. that Fix picked up Watford defence they've got they've actually got three clean sheets in the last four but then beyond Hull right to the end of the season and including the double game with their fixtures are horrible so yeah I think I'll be avoiding I think that's uh, that's wise advice for this particular game week. The next one will interest a few people because some will still be having the aftermath of the uh, the Sigurdsson sort of bad run of form over the last five. He's playing against Stoke this week with the Swansea side. I think for me, my view on this is is it's time to take Siggy out. I really I've stuck by him in the last few few game weeks. I said in the last pod that his stats didn't indicate he was a particularly strong option, and it happened again this week. Um, Let me defend him on that one. He has had uh, the most goal attempts of any player in the last game week. 14 attempts in his last five. Six in the box. Six on target. Um, Yeah, I've I've run out. Yeah, no, I've got got 18 shots and seven on target over the last five. So, I mean, he's definitely definitely still shooting. Um, But they just are really going through a, a dire patch now. And, of course, with no double game week on the horizon um and with some you know some good mid-priced options this week in Zaha Townsend or possibly punting on some of the Man United midfielders as we discussed earlier I, I think it's time to get off the uh, the Swansea uh, the Swansea bandwagon and, and look elsewhere between now and the end of the season well, personally the, the only thing is they are fighting for relegation and they are in that just in the bottom three so if they do play well enough they could get out of it so I don't know, I'm, I'm holding Siggy for this week in another hope, just because I just don't want to take a uh, a minus four to bring in the likes of Viva Zaha or one of those midfielders from Crystal Palace, because I can't see much coming from them. I guess the other thing to think about is if you do, you are bringing in a Zaha or a Townsend or, or a Lingard, you, you know, you're saving yourself a, a million or a million and a half, so it could be an enabler for a double game week as well. And in that situation, I'd certainly be very tempted. Fixtures aren't bad. Stoke home, then they've got Man United away, which is tough. Everton home, Sunderland away, and then Brom home to finish the West Brom home to finish the season. So, so not bad. But of course, just no double game week makes it tricky. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And any Stoke players, Ice Man? 
Well, Anatovic, he grabbed the goal, and he could, I think he could have got a hat-trick, really. He played quite well in the last game, but again, he, he seems to play well against you know, weak opposition. And he actually has got 13 goal attempts in his last five, with four big chances. Shakiri scored a great goal, uh, but no, um, you know, even Grant owners are probably going to be wary, because Butland's coming back. He played an under-23 game recently, so for now, staying away, but... Uh, Maybe if you've got your wild card available, one of these players might be worth a punt. Yeah, the only thing I'd add is they've got they've got nice fixtures: uh, Swansea, West Ham, and Bournemouth. But no double game week, and again, they're they're pretty much on the beach now. So you know, are they are they with nothing to play for? Are they are they sort of slowing down a bit? I I lucked in because I had Butland and um, Butland and Peters for the double game week a while ago, and they they certainly did me well. But then you know they they broke me playing a double against Hull, and they conceded a really ugly goal, which is just cost me eight points so i was uh that that upset me so they'll definitely be gone for me on the wild card yeah stoker team dying to many at the moment um yep. chaps interesting fixture this one i mentioned this in the previous podcast about lukaku's potential here west ham united at home versus everton um a few people came up trumps of the andy carroll i suppose contribution in the last game 2-2 against sunderland Disappointing for Slavin Bilic's side. Iceman, anyone from, from West Ham take your fancy in this game? No, I don't think I think you're gonna be steering away from West Ham at the moment, aren't you? There's so many other options elsewhere. It's going to be if you've got Lukaku, whether you want to keep him or not, and whether you're looking at these double game week players with more games to play, whether it's worth holding on to the likes of him. We all know that he's not that good away. I feel like he got quite lucky in the last game getting that goal. Didn't get any any bonuses, so it just shows he you know he hasn't had that many shots on on goal. So. For me, I feel like it's you know, it's worth a removal of Lukaku to bring in the likes of Eber, Kane, etc. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to just to back you up on that, I mean, his over the last five, if you look at his goals, he's got six goals, twenty-four shots, and nine shots on target. Then, if we look at that's for home and away, and if we look at that just from an away point of view, no goals, five shots, and zero shots on target. Now you can you can look at the player the teams he's also been playing so that's a little bit distorted because they've had some nice home fixtures as well but Lukaku certainly is a player that seems to play better at home yeah. so um, I, I certainly back uh, what um, what Iceman's saying and from a personal point of view at the minute he's probably the favourite for me to go to to Ibrahimovic this week. So he'd be the obvious the obvious change for the uh, the potentially high scoring Ibrahimovic in this game week. Yeah. The only other shout I'd make from uh, from Everton is they've got Holgate at the back. Uh, he's four point one million. Played everything since every minute since the Coleman injury. Um, looked good. Could have had a goal this week. So um, and, and and lucky not to get an assist as well. Jags three goals in um, three yeah. in the last three games, but uh, from three shots on target. So so obviously that's going to going to drop off. Um, can so I, you're, can you're... I just mention? Can I just mention? Yep. Did anyone see the cartwheel that? Jagielka did for his goal celebration. Yes, I did. He's, I did. He's a, a grown man. I think the big question on our lips this week should be: What is the most cringe-worthy celebration? Either the Jagielka cartwheel or the uh, Son and Ali handshake. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going as as um, I'm born in the eighties. I'm going with the grown man doing a cartwheel, Jagielka cartwheel that's just awful for me oh no i'm going i'm going the son and ali handshake that that every time i look at that i just think you're not you're not uh, you're not 15 anymore boys come on <laughs> yeah bully what do you where are you based on that one 
All right, I really enjoyed Phil Jagielka trying to do a cartwheel. I think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's very very strong indeed. I'm, I've got a few games coming up myself. I might even practice that, or even in the beach soccer this season. We'll oh, see what happens. Yeah, uh, although that's it probably won't be a full cartwheel. <laughs> yeah, injury Sorry, won't would... It won't be a full cartwheel. It'll be more of a sort of a, a wagon wheel <laughs> rather than a cartwheel. But uh, we'll see I was just saying, happens. fancy fancy football surgery answering all your important footballing dilemmas. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, how best to celebrate. Exactly, or not, as the case may be. <laughs> well, chaps, let's move on to uh, Chelsea versus Southampton. Chelsea getting pegged back by United at the weekend. That's really psychologically, I think, done something for the title race. They had a 10-point lead at one point. That's been cut down to four now. Playing against the Southampton side that have been pretty decent at the back this season. Alex, do you, do you see any value in either of these teams for the double game week? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think Chelsea will bounce back from this. I, I I do think they looked off the 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 boil, and I think probably the the concern for me from from a Chelsea point of view is that you know I th- it was looking in. I mean, Costa really needed to come off, so um, surely that should have been a chance for Batshuayi to, to to have a go and you know bring on and change things up. And and uh, manager was just clearly not happy with with that, so he stuck with Costa, who only looked like he was going to get you know a, a card. Uh, certainly, unlike you know, unlikely to get a goal. Um, his 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 stats have really fallen off. I mean, if he really doesn't look interested in playing, um, I mean, is he just looking to move away? I mean, that's that's a real concern. And certainly, if I had Costa, uh, I would be selling immediately for for any of the strikers we've been talking about Ibrahimovic Kane etc um I still like Hazard I thought um Herrera did a superb job and there's obviously lots lots of jokes going around um Twitter about Herrera still having um Hazard in his pocket when he got home and taking him out with his wallet and various other things and I think that was completely fair enough because he was he did an absolutely superb man marking job on him and got an assist and got a goal so well played under Herrera but um I, I've got Hazard and, and I'll certainly be holding I suspect now through till the end of the season um the the back line is is obviously an issue you know they've they've no clean sheets in the last 10 now um and and they they certainly are looking a little bit wary a lot of people have still got Alonso, and obviously he still offers a goal and assist threat. So, so for me, he'll probably still be staying. But when I come to wild card, I could be cashing in there, depending on what happens over the next next game or so. But yeah, one to one to monitor. I think I'll certainly be holding, assuming Alonso's back from his virus. I'll certainly be playing both him and Hazard this week, and and seeing seeing where we go from there. One interesting point: I was just looking at Hazard and Pedro's stats, fully expecting um, Hazard to be sort of miles ahead but actually Pedro matches Hazard for most of the important stats so um, that, that's quite an interesting one at, at, at sort of four or five million pounds cheaper um, but one thing I would possibly look at would be uh, look just looking at the eye test I think Hazard has just looked absolutely superb this season and certainly back to his, his old ways. Yeah I think I would agree with the uh, the Pedro thing because he he got man marked out of the game as well uh, with a uh, Jose masterclass and management. Uh, it's just that I, I know you raised the point on Alonso and whether you're going to get rid of him, but you look at those um, the double game week they've got away to West Brom and home to Watford. Then they've got Sunderland last game of the season, and can you imagine not having like three Chelsea players if they're gunning for the title at home against the the worst side in the league? There's just got points written all over it, hasn't it? And those two, those yeah. two games for the double game week, they're they're brilliant fixtures. I've got the question whether to remove Alonso or not because I, I kind of want to bring in uh, Eric Bay 
and he would be the one that would have to make way if I was to bring bring him in but I just I don't know I just know what he can do if I did take him out I could bring him back in my wild card but I will be uh, losing 0.5 of a difference so uh, it will cost me 0.5 to get him back so yeah I don't know if I'm, I'm willing to do that but if you're looking at Chelsea going forward they've got four out of the next six at home so mm. I would say that they're, they're still a potential option and they're great fixtures, you know, home Southampton, away Everton, then home Borough, away Brom, home Watford, home Sunderland. And, you know, we all thought that they would have the, the title wrapped up in the next week or so, thus, you know, meaning rotation would become a real issue. Uh, I can't see that happening now. The way Spurs are playing um, and, and, you know, cutting that, um, cutting that uh, lead right down, um, I, I think that they'll be playing, will be playing right up till game week 37, 38. So I, um, I, certainly feel that they're worth holding on to um i still would be getting rid of costa but i think any other assets i'd be holding an interesting iceman that was exact dilemma i had i looked at bringing Bailly in for um uh, alonso this week and barring alonso having still having a terrible virus and not playing i i don't think i'll be doing it because the, the loss in 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 finances would just mean that i wouldn't be able to get him back and i think i will want him for the the, the run into the end of the season yeah yeah so lads is there anyone to add from southampton um, yeah, they've got tricky fixtures, but two double game weeks. Um, I think Forster at five million uh, with save points could be nice. Uh, doubling with either Yoshida at 4.3 or Stevens at 4.1. Um, Stevens, that possible rotation risk, but seems to be cementing his place and playing well. But how many clean sheets are they going to keep when, they, when we look at the fixtures they've got? Um, Ward Price, Ward Powell, sorry, at 4.9 could be a, a nice enabler. And Gabbiadini is back down to 6.5. Uh, he actually looked good against City. Could, could have uh, could have had a goal and an assist. I will certainly be looking, I think, when I wildcard at looking at getting Gabbiadini in as my third forward. And I'll definitely have uh, one of the defenders, whether that be Yoshida and, and possibly Forster as well, just, just for the save points. But those fixtures are the, are the tricky things. They are, aren't, particularly, uh, can't, aren't particularly good. Yeah, so they're Chelsea away, then Hull at home, which is obviously a nice one. Then they're double game weeks, Liverpool away and Arsenal home. Then they've got Borough away and Man United home for the second double game week. And they finish with Stoke at home. So um, pretty tricky bag, but certainly a few bargains in there, I feel. Yeah, and I do feel, I said last week, Tadic, it's his, it's his game mm. this week. He's got, he's got 11 goal attempts in his last five. He is due a goal. Come on, come on, Tadic. And to be fair, he really should have scored against City. Yeah, Lovely cutback from yeah, Gabbiadini and blazed over the top. Yeah, I was screwed. <laughs> okay, chaps. So that brings us on to the final game, which is Arsenal versus Leicester. Ice manage your beloved club who actually haven't lost for once this week. Where do you see this one going? Who do you like? Well, a lot of people were deciding on the Sanchez, uh, whether to, to keep him or not. And people who did keep him this week obviously got a bit lucky with his free kick goal because he wasn't involved that much in the play. And I thought he gave the ball away with such regularity. He only had one shot on target. I do think that um, it's probably worth switching to the likes of Ozil, who seems to be playing every game. Um, I, mean, I, w- I wouldn't switch to Walker because he obviously got benched in the last game so he's at that rotation risk and he probably comes off nearly every game as well but I'm going to keep Sanchez for now because I've got uh, more pressing things elsewhere it's going to be on the wild card whether I decide to keep him going forward or whether I want to use that 2 million to downgrade to Ozil to, to play him instead because it's a difficult one whether he's a keeper for the rest of the season he's just so expensive 
but it's just got that high ceiling which you know he is capable of and now that Arsenal is kind of changing their ways Wenger's making this decision to play five at the back which he hasn't done in 20 years of management who knows what can happen now it could be anything so I don't know I think I'm going to play it by ear and wait until I'm ready for my wild card and by the time that comes around then I'll then I'll make the decision but for now Sanchez is going to stay in my team he's got Leicester who just played in the Champions League they've just gone out so they'll be tired yeah I, I think there will be goals in this game for Arsenal interesting what about yeah you? I mean uh, well I, I agree I mean I think it all interesting point now stems around this formation change because you know it potentially could bode well because I mean we, we know that Wenger says that Sanchez likes to be able to to um have that all-round game where he runs around a lot and he's not, you know, doesn't like the striker role, even though as FPL players, we all want him up there. Um, I really like the the potential for the new system is that he could then be, have that ability to run around, have the freedom that Wenger's going on and actually still have that, that striker to hold the ball up, um, whether it's Giroud or, or Welbeck up there. I agree. I didn't think he um, he did um, particularly well this game, other than obviously the superb free kick and one or two half chances. But I'll, I'll certainly be doing the same as you, Iceman. I think I'll hold until the uh, the wild card and make make the decision. Then I mean, Ozil will be the, uh, Ozil will be the, the logical replacement. Two goals, two assists in his last four. Um, potential if they do start to play well for for a double up in the midfield, but that's very expensive. But four games, you know, two. Two double game weeks, rather, you know, it could be fruitful if this three five two six starts to play. Another interesting could be, and obviously they'll have to improve their ability to keep clean sheets. But if they're going to four at the back, Gabriel at four point eight could be a nice option for the um, for the, the two double game weeks because uh, we'll we'll assume that Mustafi will come back in and replace Holding when when he comes back, which is a shame because um, Holding actually played really well. And I read a thing on Squawker about um, about him, and, and they said that th- that three five two system really suited him, and he was pushing forward and more into a midfield role. Oh, nice. But we assume Mustafi will come back in, and then then get, if they stay three five two, Gabriel at four point eight alongside Mustafi, and um, Koscielny <laughs> could be, he, uh, Gabriel could be a really good shout. Okay, I think it's a nice shout from the Arsenal defence. What about Leicester chaps? Anyone to call from them? Uh, no, there's too many options elsewhere to be considering Leicester for me. They, they've fallen away now. They had the resurgence coming back in, winning, uh, I think it was like five games in a row, wasn't it? But now I think that they're probably going to fall off a little bit more and I, I just see better options elsewhere around the price bracket. Yeah, I think it's a reasonable shout. Alex, any thoughts from you? Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I think you know maybe maybe one of their defenders if you fancied it because they do have a couple of you know West Brom away, Watford home, and then finish with uh, with Bournemouth at home and you know double game weeks tricky City away and Spurs home. I I won't be going near them and you know with them losing in the Champions League as that sort of burst their bubble a little bit and are they gonna you know sort of come back down to earth? I I think I'll be avoiding. That's a good shout. And they've, of course, went out of the Champions League tonight, heartbreakingly against Sevilla. Jamie Vardy getting his Champions League goal. Okay, chaps. Well, that brings us to the end of the the fixtures for this uh, double game week. So let's just see who we're thinking about skippering. Alex, as you're our guest, I'll let you lead off. Who who are you looking at captaining this week? Oh, geez, that's a tricky one for me. I, I think I think I will end up playing it safe, bringing in Ibra for Lukaku and captaining captaining him. Um, if if I didn't, I would either be punting on someone like Zaha just because he's got double games, or I would probably just go with Kane because I think uh, he's in 
he's in such good form. He uh, he he deserves it at away to Palace. I think he could do well there. Also, the I just just was thinking before it's actually currently just sat on Son uh, in my team, and you know again he looks just he he really could have scored a hat trick again at the weekend. So that 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 would be it. But I think I'll end up playing safe and going with Ibra. Ibra's a good shout, Iceman. Yeah, I think I'm just sticking with Ibra. He's going to be the most owned and most captained, and I think he's probably going to score the most points. So I'm going to go with him. It's a nice shout. I'm going to go out there this week. It might shock you, but I'm actually going to go with Benteke. Oof. I want a differential Ooh. captain. I want to put the cat amongst the pigeons, and I think that will do it. Um, I yep. just hope it comes back with some points. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, do you want to take Good us job. through our Twitter questions? Well, general online social media questions. Yeah, we did have loads this game week, so I'm, I'm going to apologise already. We're going to uh, not answer all of them, guys. But looking at an obvious question, apparently, from TJ at just starting and saying... Do we keep Ebra after the double game week or even for the double game week? So he's wondering whether to keep Ebra after if he has them. What do you reckon on that, Alex? Uh, yeah, personally, if I was if I was bringing Ebra in, which I would will be doing, I'm just grabbing his fixtures up now. I would definitely because because the great thing about Ebra, I think, is uh, he's got so he's got obviously Burnley away, then City away, but then. Game week 35, hopefully he plays, is home to Swansea. Yeah. So I'll definitely be keeping there. Obviously, the next double game week is Arsenal away and Spurs away. Um, I know, that's not the double I game don't... week. That's uh, game week 36 is oh, sorry. Arsenal away. Sorry, but, my, then it's Spurs and then Southampton, yeah. Southampton away. Yeah. Um, I, I think So I think if he, if he comes in, he'll be definitely in for um, game week 35. I'll be looking to, to wild card in 36, and I think I'll, I'll just be restocking then. Um, he does have another gu- double game week, but then you know if Jesus is on the on the cards, then I might sort of punt on on someone like uh, on someone like him who's probably got nicer fixtures. Um, but I think I'm just going to see what happens if if he plays everything between now and 36, and you know scores three goals, then he may well be in to stay for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think I'm in, in agreement as well. Billy, are you in agreement with that one? Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. yeah. We had another one from Kajotlik. I'm not going to be able to say that, so it's uh, at Kajotlik, I'm assuming. He's just saying, what games do you see the most goals in this week? Um, tough to say. That's a difficult one, because we've made arguments for teams defensively as well as attacking. So, um, in terms of double games, probably Man United-Burnley. I can see goals there. And the other one I'd shout is uh, Palace versus Tottenham, because I don't think there's going to be any clean sheets, but Palace do have some potential, I'd say those two. Yeah, I'm going to go um, Everton versus West Ham. I reckon Everton probably going to get a goal or two there, actually, now, thinking about it further. Alex, what do you reckon? Uh, I'd probably go Spurs. I think the way that they're playing, I, I can't see um, I can't see Palace keeping them out. Yeah, it's a um, shout, actually. <laughs> Uh, and, then, and and it kind of comes back to this idea, you know, maybe we should stop overthinking it and just go with someone like Kane as the captain because yeah. you bank on the fact he's going to get one or two. I do think, given the fact that Man United has got two fixtures, I do think that they will score a few. So uh, Ibra would be a good shout. I, I do also think that Chelsea, I don't think Southampton will be able to do what Man United were able to do to, to Hazard, especially when they're going to be back at um, Stamford Bridge. So I, I think Chelsea will bounce back with a few goals. So um, there's an outside punt on, on one of their big hitters for uh, for a captaincy if you're, if you're a brave person. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we have one from Mika Habakosis, but how Alex balances his life with a couple of kids and EPL happening in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I don't, it's put simply. I, I shut my kid in, kids in cupboards and, and just lock them in there and watch the Premier League and pretend they're not there. <laughs> I don't, obviously. Please don't, it please sounds don't like ring, you should be uh, locked up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Please don't ring the, the authorities. It's a joke. Uh, I, I, um, I generally will record them and, and my, my, my children are, have uh, football inflicted on them throughout the day. So... Um, Parenting 101 right there for you. <laughs> nice. Uh, we have one from FPL Badger has put, uh, with the wild card bench boost, all out attacks still intact, what is considered a sensible hit for game week 34 and how many players should we be looking at? So what's your thinking on that, Alex? Um, I think it depends what you're going to play. So obviously if you're planning on playing one of your, your chips this week, then I would I would say going up to a minus eight possibly a minus 12, depending on who you're going to get and what you're going to do. I mean, if I was going to go all out attack this week, which I think is actually a good option if you still had it, um, I, I would happily take a minus eight to, to bring in a, a good good couple of options there. Um, I think there are some sneaky differentials out there. Like I said, at 3-5-2, I would quite happily uh, go all out attack on Zaha and Townsend, bringing them in, if, for example, if you could do that. And then, if you were downgrading, for example, Sanchez, could you bring in Ibra for your, your cheap third and then, and then yeah, all out attack with that? And I would say that would be worth a minus eight personally. I, I like a move like, like that. I assume bench boost, he'll be waiting for, for game week 37 yeah. um, to use that. So, so assume game week 36. Sure that. Sorry, 36. No, no, well, uh, in like wildcard game week 36. Oh, yeah. Ben, bench boost for game week 37. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. So that that's what I would be looking to do. And then, yeah, I, I think it kind of depends on the players that you're bringing in. But certainly, a minus eight, I'd be more than happy to do that on a double game week. See, for this particular game week itself, I don't think I I am up for that now. I'm, I'm looking at it, and the more I look at it, I just don't feel like there's going to be that many points. I may be wrong, <laughs> but um, FPL Hortz has actually kind of uh, suggested the same things. But with all the recent uncertainty regarding rotation, is it worth taking any hits at all for the double game week, or ignoring it and playing for ga- planning for game week 37? Yeah, I think you might have a good shout there. I, I mean. I'm looking at my team itself, and I've got a Rigi, and I've got likes of Alonso, and I'm I'm thinking I did think about taking out Alonso and bringing Bai and Benteke, but then looking at the fixtures, and I know I know form's probably not one to go on, but I will probably see Benteke not scoring that much, and I just see a simple swap from a Rigi to Negredo. And then that's it. And then I, with my other two double game week players, I've got Ibra and Valencia. I'll have three double game week players and I'm hoping for a bigger score for my single game week players because they all seem to have good fixtures. So I feel feel like I might just do that and then just stick. But I, I may be saying, I think I'm going to wait until the last minute. The only thing is that you've got to be wary of all this price rising. Uh, what, what do you reckon yeah. on that, uh, Alex? Um, I, I think you, you make a you make a valid point. I think one thing that I, I've always got in the back of my mind is that I'm, as we just said, pl- planning to wildcard in 36. So all the transfers I'm looking at, so for example, the Palace players I've, I've brought in, if I, was, if I bring in a Borough player or two, I'm, I'm sort of thinking this game week and then game week 35 and then wildcarding 36 so it doesn't really matter I can shed any of those players I want to so if we look at 35 for example Crystal Palace are home to Burnley so I'm more than happy to have Zaha and Ward for that game because I can see beyond game week 34 the, the double game week they've actually got a really nice fixture in 35 then then I'll probably be getting rid of them likewise Manchester United they're home to Swansea so if you've got 
Ibrahimovic and a defender, for example, you're going to be more than happy to have those for 35. Now, if th- this is where it becomes a little bit tricky. If you look at Borough, they're at home to Man City. Yeah. So you don't Difficult. envisage them getting much from that. So, you know, if you bring in, say, two Palace players and two Man United players, then you're OK for 35. But if you've got three Borough players, you're probably going to be in a little bit of trouble. If you don't have your double, uh, sorry, if you don't have your wildcard chip anymore, then I would certainly be taking Hortz's approach and, and actually looking at just keeping it simple, um, not worrying too much about this and looking at players that are going to bode you well from now till the end of the season. Yeah, Billy, what are your thoughts on that one? I think it's worth at least the minus four with the players playing. I definitely, um, depending on how well you set up for this, I would take a minus four because I think ultimately you're at least going to get that back in the, as long as you choose wisely in the player playing. Beyond that, I think there's points available um, elsewhere enough to make it worth not taking a minus eight. I wouldn't go to that extent, but a minus four I think is worth it. Yeah, cool. Um, we did have loads of other questions, but it is uh, half twelve at night now, and we do want to go to bed. So apologies to everyone that has sent in a question. I will uh, reply to you individually on, on Twitter over the course of the week. Can't do it all at once. But uh, yeah, uh, apologies for that. Um, we tried to answer the best we could. Hopefully, if it's not answered, I'm sure we've answered it in one of our two pods, which we've just done. Thanks for that, Ice Man everybody once again for your Twitter questions um, so all that's left to do is to say thank you Hi, Alex appreciate your, your time and your company Can you want to just plug to everybody your Twitter feed <laughs> yes so, um, so you can you can find me at Alex Waterbaby uh, on Twitter and also if you could um, if you could search for the Fantasy Football 24-7 community team we're on we're on Twitter and that would be that would be great if you could uh, if you could give us a um, if you could give us a follow we the idea being that you um, we we put up a vote each week you go to SurveyMonkey and you you vote on the on the the players that we bring in the formation that we play who's our captain and we we see how a, a, an actual team that can uh, that is voted on by the FPL community um, can succeed and and how they they can go in comparison to a team that's just managed by one person. What is that handle? I'll just try typing it in. Hmm. Um, I'm just trying to find it myself. I should know this, shouldn't I? Fancy. <laughs> so it's. At FF twenty four seven community. Twenty four seven community. Oh yeah, I got you. Excellent. So thanks for joining us, Alex Iceman. You're welcome. Yeah, cheers for coming on, Alex. Thanks very much, and uh, cheers, Billy. Good luck in your game weeks, listeners. Thanks, everybody. Okay, and if you want to uh, make contact with us in between pods, you can do so by logging on to www.fantasyfootballsurgery.com. You can also get us on Facebook, forward slash fantasyfootballsurgery. Listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, You can email us, ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. And you can also join our mini league, which is absolutely enormous now, 17603-671. One eight. Thanks for listening once once again, everybody. Up the podcast. We'll speak to you next week. Up the pod. Podcast. Oh,